Hey everyone, welcome to the Key Seekers Podcast. I'm your host, Ramnik. I'm your co-host, Chad. We want to welcome you to the podcast. We are really excited about this project. Key Seekers International Group is a boutique real estate group brokered by HomeSmart, tailored and dedicated to service. And one thing we wanted to do is create a platform dedicated to highlighting and showcasing the integrity, inspiration, and potential of the people and businesses within our communities. Not only that, we also wanted to curate personal conversations and establish meaningful relationships that could add value to anyone listening that's seeking growth in their own pursuits to help accomplish their own goals. So welcome. And thanks for listening. It's our intro to you. Mm. You So, uh... Yeah, welcome, Kobe. Welcome Ali. on the team. Is it Chambliss? Is that how you Chambliss, yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfect. So, Kobe is our first agent to join up with us on Key Seekers International. Yeah. How's it feel so far? It's actually really exciting yeah. um, to be a part of something where I really see a lot of expansion in the future, especially in the near future with, I mean, we have so many new agents that we could be bringing on immediately. Mm-hmm. Um it's actually, like you were saying earlier, it's going to be hard to choose b- between all of them and, and who we think's really going to be. That's going to be a challenge. Oh, yeah. Who we think's really going to be a, a solid agent for us. But there's so much we could do with this. It, it's exciting. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when, you know, me and Chad were talking about starting this and um, your name came up pretty quickly. Because I was like, well, do you know other people that kind of fit this profile for what we're trying to do? And he mentioned your name. And, you know, first, the the one thing to me was he's like, okay, well, he's young. Mm-hmm. He's new at it. The way he approaches, like, his work is huge potential. And I saw that right away just talking to you about it because I got that sense of, okay, you're new in the business, but you don't make impulse decisions. Like, if you come across something you don't see... Um, you look for resources, uh, you'll take the time to figure it out and understand it before you give advice. And like, that's the kind of, I think, integrity and that type of like quality of service we want to provide. Yeah. And I kind of sense that right away, just talking to you. So it was really exciting to just chat with you and kind of describe to you what we're trying to do. What, what, what do you think was, what was your, like, if you can think back to it, what was your like initial reaction or feedback when I start, like when we started just chatting with you in the office about what we're trying to do. Well, for me, it after looking into well, being on a team and then looking into other teams and and seeing how r- traditional real estate teams are put together, mm-hmm. um, there was a very very clear division between you guys or us now and what the traditional real estate team is, um, especially in just the way you guys approach what should be our day-to-day focus. And it's on each individual agent and growing Mm -hmm. them. And so that was exciting. Um, At least for me, I I know that that's somewhere that I want to focus more. Um, And so it felt like a really good fit. Um, Just that's where I think the long-term real estate agent business is, is in building yourself up and building mm-hmm. that referral base and, and, and building relationships. And so focusing on each individual agent, I think is smart. Yeah. And I think what, uh, what Bonnie said that really stood out is how you do spend the time to really think everything through. You don't just rush into a decision. Like you take that time and just from knowing you for the past year, 
um, seeing how you work, how diligent you are, and the fact that you come up with new ideas, things that we don't think about, mm-hmm. um, was super important to me, at least, for bringing somebody onto the team for our first agent that we brought on was somebody that could have those other fresh ideas that we're not thinking of and have that input and be able to, you know, also help rein us in at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And I think that was important because, you know, as we're throwing ideas out there and whatnot and creating this thing, um, it's one thing to just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it's going with it. And then, but also saying, okay, that's cool. And then actually thinking through it and being like, well, did you think of this? Did you think of that? And like, almost like stress testing our ideas, yeah. which is what we need as we build up, especially in the beginning, because, you know, the, the first 10 to 12 people we bring on, we want to make sure like these are the people that become pretty much the brand for the most part. Um, so that was a really exciting, I think, attribute that I think is really in your favor and a strength that you're probably showing to all your clients as well. Yeah, I think that um, after getting to work with Chad for the last year, um, and especially in the, the last couple months, um, I've I mean, everyone on the old team went to Chad when they had questions. Mm-hmm. And so it was very clear to me that that was, um, it was a great sign of someone who could lead their own team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this evolution that he's coming to just really makes sense. Um, that's and, awesome. Yeah, thank you. And well, I mean, Ish, I'm not saying anything that's not true. It, it's all of what you've done over the last year to prove yourself as a leader and as someone who is going to be in this business for five, 10, 20 plus years. Um, those are the things that really stand out to me. And I think I'm a good, I think I pick talent well. And so I think I can see through people and, and you're someone who I could see into and I could see how devoted you are to this. And that's why I have no problem following you wherever you're going. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, it means a lot. Yeah. I, know I try to focus quite a bit on studying and helping people from my teaching background. So it's just a pretty much a natural transition for me. It's not like any extra work. It's right. just what comes naturally. So one thing that's really important to us is... Um, is it CMAs? Yeah, it's CMAs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are important. Uh, one thing that's important in the group is, as we ramp up, is um, you know, like you kind of mentioned, is we're, we really want to focus on people's personal brand, in in their own pursuit. What that means, like, um, could you give us an idea of where you see yourself in the next two to five years? I mean, obviously being an agent and working really hard in real estate, but like, do you, can you give us an idea of? what kind of stuff you're into, what kind of stuff you're wanting to create and build out um, in the next two to five years? Something that I feel like, um, well, in the next two to five years, I definitely want to have my own agents underneath me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can I can train agents the correct way on how to not just be able to sell, but be able to build your business. And mm-hmm. that was something that we had touched on um, on Monday mm-hmm. is yeah. selling is so much different than owning a business or running a business. Right. And that's really where there's there's a lack of, of teaching, at least in real estate, on how to build a business, right. a long-term sustainable business. And so that's something that, that's a pursuit that I want to take on. I want to train on that. Um, and so getting maybe it's agents underneath me that I train that way. Maybe it's, I'm teaching a class of that sort. Sure. So next two to five years, 
definitely start training other agents. Um, I have a lot of like community outreach things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, something I was thinking about recently was um, a like a program or or a marketing campaign, um, I guess, towards distant franchise individuals who okay. um, their cultures don't show them how to build wealth through uh, like real estate and real estate investments mm-hmm. and owning your own home. Right. And so they they fall behind in their um, family lineage because they're not keeping up with the real estate. And that's what, right. Um, sure. that's one way to build long-term generational wealth. And so that's, sure. that's something so like, so like education in a way yeah. too, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's something where they just need to know where to, to put the money cause they have it. It's right. just, you have to know what to do with it. And it's not very obvious, um, at least from where I stand that like, what, what should I, what should I do with my money? Right. Um, I'm just gonna go spend it on nice things and like a new watch or a new car or something. Right. It, that's the, the culture that some of them have. And so getting them out of that, out of that programming. Yeah. 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 And so that's, that's just one area that I want to, um, that's in the next year I want to get into doing stuff like that. But, um, definitely see myself here for a very, very long time. I don't see um, and I also see myself changing the industry, mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe it's premature to say that, but there's a lot that I dream I, big, man. Yeah, no, no, no. like I mean, go cause, for it. Because because what you're saying is like general sentiment, right? That you have for yourself, which is good because you're open to see what that means, and that's the important thing. It's not like anything specific, but like I mean, I mean, at least from from what you're saying to me, like it sounds like you want to build your um, skill set around being an entrepreneur, building your own business, learning the ins and outs of that um, while you're building your own business, and then also teaching and mentoring others to do the same. Is yeah. That, is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that is probably the best description of it. Yeah, this was definitely, and I had, I had that idea in mind when I made the decision to come on the team. Mm-hmm. And so that was, um, that was something I knew that you both would be able to help me with mm-hmm. um, moving forward. And so that made the decision all that more easy mm-hmm. on me. Um, I do think that there will be a lot of change in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but. Yeah. What, what, what's something that you see coming or do you have a, like just a hunch? Well, I, give me a prediction, Kobe. We, well, Let's see if it's true or not. Realtors as a whole have, they're starting to, get pushed out because of the how easy it is to find properties now. Mm-hmm. So like Zillow and, and Realtor.com and Redfin sure. and all those other sites. Um, I think there's going to be a a very slight or a very, a very steep cutoff in amount of realtors we have mm-hmm. just because the realtors at the bottom won't be able to sustain their business because you can find a house so easy. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you just buy it for sale by owner because Zillow's doing that. Right. Um, I actually have a a friend of mine who's buying a for sale by owner in an area that there's not any listings and it's a great deal. So I told him to go ahead and do it. There's no realtors involved. Mm-hmm. Um, he found it on Zillow, I think. Um, I hope he offered to at least advise over the paperwork with for free as, yeah, a, as a yeah. friend, you know? Yeah. And, and I was giving him my contacts and stuff. He, I, I told him if he needed like my lender title company or anything right, like that. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're there because we as realtors are the middleman of everything. And right. so unless you are truly like a, a connected person uh, as a realtor, you, I believe will be outsourced or just phased out of the business. Mm-hmm. 
No, I think I think you're accurate in that way because there are a lot of realtors and a lot of them, you know, I read that statistic all the time, like what the average income of a real estate agent is. It's like 30 some thousand a year. Yeah, I thought it was less than that. You know, like it was yeah. something like shockingly low. But that just tells you there's such a huge volume of us. And as much as you see like the big producers creating millions and millions of dollars in production and all that stuff, that just tells you that on the average, like it's very top heavy. Yeah. You know, like the average agent does like one to three transactions a year. Right. That's active. See, like I didn't, that that's like yeah. shocking to me no, when, which when you is, say stuff like no, that. It's extremely low. Right. So, I mean, it's hard if you want to turn towards someone that only does that right. each year because how up in their game yeah. are they? Like how much do they actually maintain right. from year to year? And then all the streamlined technology like Kobe's talking about, like Zillow, Redfin coming in and kind of bridging the gap about some of the unknown things when you're a buyer mm-hmm. or a seller, um, it's going to put a lot of pressure on a lot of different people's businesses. So you're gonna, we're going to have to be more than just that. Yeah, we're gonna have to be giving them more than just the numbers, and uh, more than just the photos, more than just hey, there's a listing now. You know that's that's not gonna do it. You're gonna, it's gonna be much more service oriented. It's gonna be yeah. much more uh, thinking outside the box, advising them on their goals based on this purchase and what's what's coming. You know all those different things. So I feel like our this will tie right into our personal branding. You know, like as you are able to hone in your personal brand, what you're interested in. That means you're getting better at what you're interested in. And then you can advise your clients from that perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. like what your friend was saying the other day um, about he has clients from 18 years ago that, that still call him to this day to ask him if he's got a contact, um, like, a, like a painter or whatever. Yeah, we'll name drop. That's Wayne Dowd. Yeah. Shout out to Wayne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that That's the... I guess it's like a lawyer type of, you're always going to go to your lawyer to ask them a question Mm -hmm. um, first about something. And so us as real estate agents taking that approach of, hey, after this transaction, I'm still your real estate agent. You can still ask me anything you want. I'm not going to charge you uh, anything, of course. Just come ask me the questions. I'd love to hear them. And so that's that service-oriented business. And then we add value even after the transaction. Yeah, that's true. That's something I think a lot of agents... Um, neglect to even take part in. A lot of them are just turn and burn. They just want to get the deal done. They're over. And I think that's something that we really like to foster on our end, at least, is continually reaching out and seeing if they need help with anything and, you know, vetting all these different vendors and everyone that, like, we all know somebody that could do something um, in regards to, like, painting or flooring or pest control or AC roof. We, we all know people. Um, and we want to be able to provide that extra service and give somebody, you know, somebody that we know that we trust that can do good work as well. Right. So, I mean, it's just that extra, extra level that a lot of people just ignore. Yeah. Cause that's, well, that's what we do on a day to day basis is, um, referring people and we know the good contacts we're using them all the time or referring them out all the time. That's, that's our network. But I do wonder to what extent, like real estate agents don't do that because they don't want to, they're too lazy, or is it they don't know that that's what they actually should be doing? They're not taught to do that. I think it's just a combination. Yeah, I think it's a combination, Kobe, because it's a matter of anticipating what people are going to go through. 
because when you're helping them buy or sell a home, it's a pretty huge facet of their financial picture. But outside of that transaction, there's implications to it. Like, is this your first home? Is this your second home? Is this the first time you've ever had a home? Why are you here? Is it because of your job? All these different questions um, kind of naturally uh, happen in the conversation, right? So then you kind of get an idea of what this person's goal is, what they're trying to accomplish. Like, oh, I just got a new gig here, but I'm not sure how well it's going to be. All these different things. You know, so like you see, oh, okay, this guy's hesitation is being in this area or being in Phoenix. He doesn't know how long it might be. He might be moving again. So I should really emphasize on whatever he buys, he enjoys, but it's also has a likelihood of cash flowing when he leaves. So it doesn't become a detriment to him if he tries to achieve something else mm-hmm. in another state. So like all these things you can have in the back of your mind. So as you help them through, you can be like, hey, and you know what? This is also going to be a great rental candidate. So if you ever have to leave the state, you don't have to stress about, shoot, I have this mortgage to pay, right? So like all of these different aspects of what people are trying to accomplish is going to be that extra advisor service that um, I don't know if re- agents do that, you know? I don't. I haven't seen a lot that really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the ones that do are the ones that are the most successful, though. Right. Because, I mean... How long can you talk about, oh, this this is a great bay window and yeah. this is a great three-bedroom? You know, like... Wow, look at that granite. Yeah. Know. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you can only talk about it so much. It's just, you know, once you know the house works, then you got to talk about what it all means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are the things that they can find online, on Zillow. Exactly. On, and so if yeah. they can find that online, then why do they need you? Right. They don't. And yep. so that's when you add the... Oh, you know what? This area is doing this. It's appreciated this much in the in the last year. Um, it's it's probably projected to do this much. Yeah. Um, this area has these things around it. This might add the value. Costco's coming in right over here. Right. You might uh, see a spike in value at that point. Those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah. That and you know just helping with negotiating everything because a lot of people. That's huge. Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize what you can what and you negotiate. can and yeah. can't negotiate. Yeah. yeah. I like, think I think that's going to be part of that service, like understanding negotiation. See, that's something we we need to emphasize a lot on in our weekly meetings and mm-hmm. stuff. Is different aspects of just negotiating psychology. Yeah, um, because that's going to be where, you know, you you win an extra percent or two off the value for your client because you just did it in a certain way. You know? Yeah, no, that's something we touched on quite a bit this this Monday. We were talking yeah. quite a bit about new builds and yep. negotiating new builds, which a lot of people don't realize. You can do it. Right, right. So, like, you know, there's going to, there's, I think those are the things that are going to separate us because, you know, uh, hopefully you felt it in at least the first meeting, but like our meetings are not going to be about the basic, you know, how does a purchase contract work and this and that. It's going to be about like, uh, <laughs> how do you do a CMA, Chad? You know? <laughs> uh, but it'll be about like the nuances of the work right the negotiating like why would you put it in this way why would you bring the contract in this way what what does an escalation clause do for you like on a psychological level what does it do for you if you know you're competing against someone or not you know all these different aspects and why to do stuff i think that's going to be where we're able to win deals for clients more and uh kind of separate ourselves in the market so yeah and doing things like that are very easy ways to get yourself referred to another person that they know yeah. because they're like, hey, they did all this for me on their deal. And like, I didn't even think of any of that stuff. Right. And, it, and it shows yeah. our value when we're not there. Exactly. Yeah. 
Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found this episode valuable and engaging. Through listening to this episode, if you had any question or comment you wanted to share with us, even one for our guest, here's what you can do. You can either go to our website by following the link in the show notes to record your question or comment directly, or email us a recorded voice note with your comment or question, and you could be featured in an upcoming episode. And if your question is for our guest, we will do our very best to have it answered by them personally. If you'd like to connect to our guest directly, their information will also be in the show notes. So thanks again for tuning in with your support. Until next time, I'm your host, Chad. And I'm your host, Ramnik.